Hello, everybody. This is Nick Tiffany of NickTiffany.com and Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews. Uh, been having a lot of website problems, amongst other issues with not seeing enough movies and not doing enough of what I love. So I'm here to kind of try out shorter form reviews online and perhaps like new longer form audio reviews and film discussions. I think for myself, as much as I love writing, sometimes it's, at least I find it difficult to truly put enough of my own voice and inflection and emotion into what I write. I'm confident in those abilities, but I think that at least hearing my voice, I feel a little more confident in my ability to deliver my message or whatever the review happens to be or what I'm feeling. And so it's just something I hope that, you know, people might also find easier to listen to rather than reading 2,000 words like I used to write, which was a little ridiculous. But, you know, that's why it's easier to listen here. So, you know, if anything, I'm just hoping on here to provide, you know, a little extra insight, perhaps in a film production. You know, it's one thing to go see a movie and go in blind and watch something, whether you enjoy it or don't enjoy it. But there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. Um, and, you know, having a glimpse into the world of movies and production and all these different things. So, you know, sometimes I can feel bad. I know I felt bad in the past that, you know, you just kind of trash a movie and you know that people probably worked pretty hard to make it. And so, you know, especially after COVID and everything, you know, film production just took a huge hit. And the whole industry just was rocked in a way that they hadn't before. So, you know, if anything, this is an opportunity, hopefully for me, to help learn as well as I teach some people all that's been going on. And, you know, we can discuss different influences seen in these films and genres. So, with that being said, welcome to the first episode, hopefully of many. Uh, we're going to start talking... Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which is Marvel's biggest, latest, and greatest film um, in a year where they've delivered some pretty subpar, subpar films already, and some pretty lackluster TV shows. Um, this was one I think a lot of people were kind of questioning for a long time. Um, the biggest thing surrounding the film, obviously, was just the sudden and tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman, who played King T'Challa, the Black Panther. Um, you know, it was an illness, cancer that was kept pretty close to family, and maybe select people they felt they could trust with the information and know. Um, but to most people, including even a fair amount of the cast and crew, you know, this was just unexpected. Um, I was reading about Letitia Wright calling... Um, another fellow actor on the show, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, I believe, um, and just asking him, like, you know, what's what's going on? Like, this, he can't be gone. It's not true. And she said his silence just spoke so much. Um, and, you know, silence was something I think this film used pretty effectively. You know, you get your Marvel intro logo where they kind of flip through the comic pages and you see a bunch of videos of past films. Um, the direction they took with this film was a silent approach, none of your classic Marvel theme, but just videos and photos of Chadwick Boseman 
as himself as the Black Panther with this cast smiling. Um, you know, the theater was just dead silent. Uh, you could hear a pin drop. Um, and on top of, you know, having to you know, change the direction of this film, you know, we are going to take it one way with the story. And, you know, I don't know how you even move on from a loss like that to your production, to your lives as a friend, as a mentor to some of these people. And then COVID happens and you're trying to create this film and tell this new story. Um, and so this cast just, uh, you know, I really feel for them as I'm sure many, many do because what they went through, nobody should have to do. Um, but I think in the end, they really told a beautiful story. And I think with the cards they were dealt, as life sometimes has it, I think they really did Chadwick Boseman and his legacy a, uh, a great service. And they really defied expectations, I think. Um, staying true to that feel in the story of the first Black Panther, you know, we're looking at a nation who so many other nations are looking to take advantage of. They have these resources that military leaders dream of that, you know, oh, you know, well, the way they might present it politically is you could help us and we could solve all this hunger, all these things, and we'll help our people. But we're not stupid enough to believe that <laughs> our government or some of these people in power, the first thing they're going to do with this stuff is help the people. And, you know, Wakanda... And the nation knows that. Green Ramada, she knows this. Um, and so you're still looking at Wakanda now in a power vacuum because the world sees that they have lost their king. You know, perhaps this is a moment to strike while they're weak. Um, and so you're still dealing with some of these political sides. But then comes Namor, this aquatic you know, I don't necessarily want to say hero or villain, um, but just this fascinating uh, antagonist in the story who essentially is brought in um, as the world is starting to mine for uh, vibranium in different parts of the world. You know, he comes from an underwater nation, Talokan, um almost kind of like an Atlantis variant. Um, and he's their ruler. He could breathe underwater. But he also has these little wings on his feet. And there's something mutant about him. Um, and essentially the story kind of takes off when he sneaks into Wakanda and speaks to Princess Sherry and Queen Ramonda and lets them know, hey, someone has built a machine that can detect by bringing him. And we've stayed far under the water for as long as we could. But now the surface dwellers are beginning to get close to us. And it is your duty to keep them away. As another nation of people who have been oppressed. And, you know, we'll kind of learn a little bit more about where the people of Talokan came from as the story goes. Um, you know, it puts them in this interesting position where, hey, we need you to deliver this person because now our way of life is threatened. Um, and that takes us to meeting 
you know, I, I almost, I don't, you know, I, I kind of want to say spoiler alert. If you've seen the trailers, if you know some of the story, there is an introduction of a girl. Her name's Riri Williams. And unlike a lot of other of these, you know, hey, this young person's just the smartest person in the world, smarter than Iron Man, smarter than whoever, you know, this character, amongst all these other young characters who've been, in some ways it feels shoehorned into some of these hero movies. Um, yeah, she was such a natural and great addition to the story. Um, and she and the teacher, Dominic uh, Thompson, or Dominique Thompson, I believe is her name, uh, she and the teacher write, you know, her and Shuri, they just play off of each other so well. Um, the jokes don't feel forced. The chemistry is there. Uh, she's clearly someone who cares about her work. And as a young black woman in this world that obviously, you know, they maybe take some of her technology, all these things, you know, they're, uh, there's just a similarity that the characters share in the world that they grow up in and how they've been seen with their gifts. Um, and, you know, she's going to have a Disney Plus show. And honestly... Amongst the ones they've had, I'm like, it seems like hopefully they could take that in a pretty good direction after seeing how her story kind of plays out in this film. Um, but I, I truly was pleasantly surprised by the inclusion of Ironheart and how all that kind of worked out. Um, I thought she was great. And even a second time seeing the film, I was just as amused, just as happy to have her there. Um, and, you know, after going a second time, some things maybe that the first time I might have missed were perhaps excused in the moment. Um, a lot of the action up close with the swords and spears and everything looks great. It looks fantastic. It's well choreographed. It's well done. Um, but with an underwater nation in this movie and so much action and so much going on under the sea, it's easy to lose a lot of that excitement and maybe believability in the action because some of the effects might look a little murky, no pun intended, in the water. The film was also kind of a little dark. I don't know if it was shot darker or if it just happens that that's how they edit it. But uh, you couple that with filming underwater, which is not easy to make look great. Um, and some scenes just didn't maybe ring as good as they could have. You know, especially when you think about the first film, and I think, you know, they did a pretty good job shooting someone on location, but also creating a pretty believable landscape. Um, you know, I just watched Aquaman again tonight after watching this film and feeling like I have to prepare for Avatar The Way of Water, um, which after seeing the re-release of Avatar, catching a 10-minute glimpse at the new film and how they filmed in and around water and with CGI water. Yeah, I don't want to sound rude, but that quick 10 minutes just kind of like blew everything else that I've seen out of the water, and including Wakanda Forever. No disrespect to them, because it's hard to do. And that's why James Cameron's a pioneer. Um, but, you know, I think we'll look back at this maybe in a couple months and be like, okay, wow, here's maybe where you could go in the future. But, uh, but for the most part, a lot of the action looked pretty good. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, some of the costumes and suits, uh, really looked great, especially those of the Wakandan, 
nation and citizens, as well as perhaps the suits of the Black Panther. Um, but then some of the effects and some of the suits just, you know, I don't know if it was the smooth edges and the bright colors, but they kind of came off looking a little cheap. Um, there have been a lot of jokes. A lot of people said a couple of the suits kind of feel like they're something out of Power Rangers. And that's something that I kind of in the moment thought as well. I was like, okay, I, you know, I get what they're going for, but it just looks a little kid-like. Or a, there was this whole argument about why Star Trek and Star Wars look so different and why one maybe still looks more believable than the others in this world. It's like Star Wars is just so beaten down and this world is just covered in dirt and filth. You know, nothing is really clean. And a lot of things stand out and maybe kind of feel real because that's what life is. Things smudge, things degrade. And in Star Trek, sometimes why it doesn't always feel real is everything just looks so smooth. It's so futuristic. It's so sleek. And sometimes it takes you out of it because you're like, I don't know, it just looks too real. It looks a little fake. Um, You can't explain it. It's just one of the best visual effects someone spent hours on, but it just doesn't feel real. Um, And so there's a couple suits in this movie that just kind of like, I don't want to say are eye rolling, but you're kind of like, oh, you put that against these beautiful hand-sewn costumes. Um, And they just kind of stick out like a sore thumb. Um, But, you know, again, it was nothing that was so drastic that it took me out of the film. Um, And for a two-hour and 45-minute film, it hit all the right beats of a well-paced story. Um, And it maintained a pretty steady pace throughout. Um, I never felt like I was feeling like, okay, this has gone on too long. I'm like, when are we going to get to the climax of the film? When are we going to go past this? It moved along really well. Um, And I know I'm always the one who says this, and I'm crazy for it. People always say, but I'm like, I could have even used a little more time in the film. You know, I'm that guy who will sit here for three-ish hours. Or would take in however many part miniseries if it was produced well. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed the characters they introduced and the whole nation of Telecon and this whole background. It was really interesting. Um, never once did I feel like there was a boring moment. I've seen some say that the film's a slog and it's so long and they're just waiting for it to end. I just, I didn't get any of that. Uh, you must have seen a different movie than me because I think this proceeded great um you know you've got rihanna who kind of takes over for kenjin kumar this time around in creating the score for the film um it was interesting because this time around you know when i watched the first black panther when i heard kendrick lamar's doing the soundtrack i was thinking i was going to go see the movie and you've got travis scott and you've got uh sway lee post malone some of these guys in the songs in the film itself. Um, and that doesn't really happen. And I was totally fine that that didn't happen. It's not bad that that didn't happen. Uh, because Ludwig Jorgensen, I hope I pronounced his name right, uh, he's a brilliant composer. And his original soundtrack for uh, the first film, especially with Killmonger's theme and so many of these different scores, like he does a sensational job. And so he's back the second time. Rihanna took over. Um, she's got a beautiful ballad at the end of the film. Uh, 
you know, there's a lot more focus, I would say, on actual African artists um, who are constantly and currently creating. Uh, Thames, who did a lot of the major vocals. Um, there's a little bit of them throughout the film, but even like the actual original score kind of just kind of feels sprinkled all throughout. There's a lot of action and there's a lot of story happening um, that you don't always necessarily need it. But, you know, if you're thinking about the first project, you know, some of these things maybe stood out like it kind of just stood out to me a little. It was like, oh, you know, I found myself going to Spotify after the film to listen to more of it. Um, and it's great. And you guys should definitely check it out on there. Um, you know, Letitia Wright truly stands out as the, by far in a way, star of this film. Um, she carries an immense weight and burden to tell the story. Taking over potentially is the role of the Black Panther in this film, as well as taking over the lead of this film. Um, she led this cast while they and she were dealing with Chadwick's loss. Um, which is something she's spoken about, which, you know, I can't even imagine how you move forward from something like that. And as young as she is taking over for these shoes that you have to fill like his, uh, you know, there's, there's no way to do that totally. And I'm glad that she in the film didn't try to have that happen. Um, the arc she has, the grief she feels, the way that she deals with it as compared to maybe how her people's custom tells you we should celebrate his life and all these things, when all she wants to do is she feels angry with the world. She feels sad. How can I celebrate in a time like this? Um, she does a great job emotionally carrying this story, um, and it is all just believable. Uh, I think they did a terrific job with the story, and for her... I think this is an especially big win outside of her performance and what she was able to do and how she was able to lead months before the film came out, you know, during all these COVID shutdowns and productions and, you know, I forget, you know, they're taking numerous tests on set daily, weekly, trying to get these films done. And, you know, page six or daily mail or one of these sites, who pushes their stuff through Snapchat, you know, is saying that there's rumors Black Panther's production is shut down and Letitia Wright's anti-vax and won't get vaccinated and she's disrupt, like disturbing the production. And, um, you know, the internet just jumped on it, Twitter especially, where a lot of this kind of stuff happens. It feels like, you know, all these people came out of the woodworks to crucify her. And, you know, just saying the most horrible things about her as a person, as an actress, wishing things on her, you know, talking about, you know, she should be removed from the film. It's a disgrace to Chadwick's memory. It's a disgrace that they've kept her in the film and haven't publicly, you know, condemned her and removed her. Um, it's pretty similar to what happened with Miles Teller when he was filming his Godfather show. Um, these reports from some random person on set from some rinky-dink site who are saying that, oh, they've had to stop production because he's unvaccinated or won't get vaccinated and is protesting 
and it's screwing everything up for all the actors and crew and making their lives hell and all these same people. Uh, honestly, a lot of film critics on Twitter, a lot of people who are always pushing positivity and we need to be kind to each other and hey, we need to lead with love and there's no place for hate or whatever, just like ripping this guy apart like they ripped Letitia right apart. And it's like, you know, what a horrible POS you are. And, you know, you're the scum of the earth. All this kind of stuff. And just like with Miles Teller's case, it comes out that, no, actually, she's not anti-vax. Or she wasn't disrupting production. Just like Miles Teller. It's like, these people had to be vaccinated to film these, to do these jobs. You know, they knew that was part of the deal. I'm not saying that maybe they don't, agree with getting that, you know, who knows what they actually think, but the crap that was put out there that people ran with and just like ate them alive for, you know, for me watching this movie, I was like, this is a big F you from her. Cause it's like, you were wrong about her. Number one, you jumped to the conclusions. You tried to take her down while she's grieving, while she's trying to turn this movie around and lead it in the absence of Charlie. I I feel for her, and this just, you know, watching her do this job in this film was, I think, a huge win for her, um, and just an F you to those people, because what they all went through, you know, words can't express, and so hats off to Ryan Coogler, who sailed this ship through some uncharted waters. They should be so proud of the film that they made. Um among all the other films in the Marvel universe that really only seem to half care about their characters at this point and their lives and their stories and their stakes. Wakanda forever joins black Panther as one of the few to actually really draw the audience in and have us care so deeply for these people and their stories. You know, it doesn't feel like a run of the mill superhero film. It deals with important and serious subject matter about events and people's that just happen to be told through the lens of a superhero film. Um, it is a universal story that matters, just like the first time around. Um, and it exists independently from this world full of half-heroes and jokes and half-seriousness. Um, I, I was truly impressed by this movie, and have far more things good to say about it than bad. Um, and it easily is the best Marvel film of the year, which isn't hard to do. Um, but it really, it really just exceeded all expectations. It was fantastic. And to wrap it up, <laughs> it's just more like one of the funniest things, of course, seeing on Twitter. There's so much crap that's out there online. There's this whole talk about how this movie is anti-Ben and you know, even a, like, a lesser degree hates black men and all these just different things. And it just rings is so tone deaf because here's a film that's led by almost predominantly a full female cast who all are women of color, um, who just do a phenomenal job telling a story that honors Chadwick's legacy, that carves themselves a new path that allows them to tell stories of their own um, and showing us how these legacies will be continued. You know, I just, 
I can't believe half the crap that people say. But this is also from people who probably don't even go and see the movie. Just like the same people who don't read articles before they make some comment online. Um, so, you know, go see it. I implore you. I think it's well worth the time. If you wait for it on Disney+, Plus, I totally understand. It's going to play great at home, um, just as well as it played in the theater, I think. Uh, there were a lot of 3D screenings for this movie, which I can only think are starting to pop up now that we're about to get Avatar 2. But, you know, I don't think you have to go see this in 3D. But if it's around, you know, you could refresh yourselves before <laughs> the coming wave of Avatar. But, uh, you know, maybe I'll... I'm trying to work out a grade as I'm speaking. I'm like, this would at least be a 4 out of 5 for me. Um, and I'd lean to a four and a half, especially in the superhero genre for what they told. Um, this is a superhero film that matters, that has a place in our popular culture and our history now. Um, I think given Chadwick and his influence, um, so yeah. And I just appreciate you if you stuck around for all 26 some minutes of this. I didn't plan on this going that long. But this is kind of why I like having an audio format over writing, because doing all the diction for this audio would just be crazy. And I love to write this much, too, but there's no way anybody's going to read that. So, um, yeah, I just really appreciate anyone who took any time to listen to any of this. And hopefully you'll stick around for some more of these, because my goal for the end of the year and going into next year, you know, a movie a week, something like this a week, um... I got to get back into it because I just love this. And the more I do it and the more I talk to people about movies, it just, you know, this is such a passion that I'm excited to get back into. So anyone who's read my reviews before or is tuning in for the first time, you know, just know I really appreciate you. And and even if there is nobody out there, you know, this is a, a fun thing to do. So I hope we can make this something awesome. Thanks.